Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and in this episode we are going to talk about the 2006 slasher movie throwback, Hatchet. Why are we talking about Hatchet? Because there's a fourth one coming out next month, and we need to watch the other three (laughs) before we get to that one. So, uh, here's the first of three uh, Hatchet reviews over the next three weeks. So, uh, it is a, like I say, it's a movie that's a bit of a throwback. Uh, I remember the poster at the time even says on top of it, and this was more relevant at the time. I feel like now this is less relevant, but at the time the poster said, it's not a remake, it's not a sequel, and it's not based on an Asian movie. I think that was on the poster. <laughs> uh, which feels a bit ballsy given that it is just, it, since it's a throwback, it's essentially kind of a a rip-off of a yeah. lot of other movies, but, I mean, whatever, sense of humour. <laughs> uh, so we'll start spoiler-free. Uh, and then we'll go into what little spoilers there might be uh, at some point. But we'll give you a warning before we do so. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'd seen this before. Tim, this was your first time, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've seen the first two before. I've not seen the third one, so that'll be a first mm-hmm. one when we get to it. But, uh, yeah, so this is a fairly basic slasher movie. Um, Victor Crowley's the killer. He's just this deformed kid uh, who grows up in, into an adult in a certain area of the woods in the bayou. Uh, belong to him basically anyone who ventures in there is probably going to die and we have a group of characters who go on this uh, illegal like ghost tour there's like a boat ride you know down the bayou where the you know the, the crappy uh, guide is like telling them ghost facts and stories about the, the area and then they crash and they get killed off one by one that's the movie mm-hmm. it's that simple uh, also it's mardi gras there's people they're in this place for mardi gras it's uh that's what's going on. So that's the thing. Uh, and it's got a lot of cameos from various people. We'll, we'll get into yeah. that as we go. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy Hatchet? Mm. Uh, so this is something I'd actually heard about uh, for a while. And um, I don't know, it was just one of those ones that for whatever reason kind of escaped me. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of mention... Uh, the quick uh, little local connection uh, I had to it, which um, there, when I was growing up uh, back east, there was a uh, store chain called uh, Newberry Comics. Uh, it wasn't really like a comic book store that much. Uh, it was mostly like you know more like CDs and DVDs and stuff. Yeah, but why, but, why, uh, why would you think that when look at the na- comics in the name? I mean, I know, right? <laughs> it like I don't know. Maybe it started off, but like that and then you know just kind of expanded and <laughs> they stopped caring about it but uh um i, I did buy some uh, some of my early comics there growing up though so uh you know i do have a little soft spot for it but i always knew there was some connection uh with that store in this movie and uh yeah the the main character is basically wearing newberry comics shirt uh the whole movie so i was like oh that's kind of cool uh but yeah finally watching it um i it wasn't bad but i wasn't like over the moon about it um i think if i maybe saw this as like a teenager or something i would have thought it was the greatest thing in the world uh i think the, you know like all of the all the kills and the special effects were awesome they're really really like well done super here's, here's the thing i think i did see it as a teenager mm-hmm. oh yeah well, it came out in 2006 i was still a teenager i think i saw it like the year after it came out so yeah like i i would have been so- like I would have been, if I saw it when it came out, I would have been in my early twenties, uh, probably like twenty one, twenty two, maybe. So I, I probably old still would have appreciated. Old man, it. You're such an old man, Tim. 
well it it doesn't seem that like far ago uh that long ago but yeah that is 12 years what, 12 years yeah <laughs> I know, <same> uh, <clears throat> but uh yeah I, I think um you know some of the humor was uh kind of lost on me like I, I i felt like it was trying too hard to be funny like uh so I don't know. I, I didn't really appreciate the comedy, uh, I guess, um, or the characters that much. But uh, again, if you're just going in it for like the over-the-top, really brutal kills, those are awesome and, and super well done. So I, I I would give it like a mild like, I guess, for me. Yeah, I I like the second one more. Hopefully that holds up when we watch it. But okay. the first one is just kind of okay. Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about it. And do you know how I would describe it, actually, in terms of how I feel about it? Like like you said, mm-hmm. the, the kill scenes are pretty good. Everything else, it kind of feels like... You know how like, people love The Room? You know, mm-hmm. Tommy Wiseau was The Room, right? And part of the charm is that he thought he was making a good movie, and he stumbled mm-hmm. into the, the concoction that The Room <laughs> is, right? That was like yeah. a, a happy accident. Mm-hmm. And then, But whenever he's tried to emulate that since, it's been painfully unfunny because he's aware of the joke. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I feel like this is trying to emulate bad slasher movies from the 80s, but in trying to just be that after the mm-hmm. fact, it just feels really phony. I, I can definitely see that, yeah. Uh, the characters, like, they're trying to have these, like, you know, 2D characters that only care about sex, and it oddly worked at the time, but having these characters do it feels really bizarre, and just feels really like, oh, we're pretending we're in a slasher movie. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was definitely off-putting and, like, uh, yeah, it, it's different when you're watching, like, an 80s movie and you're kind of laughing at, like, oh, my God, this is so cheesy. I can't believe people actually thought, like, you know, that was a good idea or whatever. But here it just feels really forced. And, um, again, as a teenager, I probably would have thought it was hilarious, you know. But <laughs> uh, watching it now, it's just pretty cringeworthy. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, the whole thing, okay, so you have to have the boobs, right? And the entire opening, like, credit sequence is over like a Mardi Gras parade and there's like just people lifting up their tops left and right and I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a bit yeah. much, but fair enough, you're getting your boobs out of your system, right? Boobs, boobs, there's, boobs, boobs everywhere. Yeah, there's like literally just a person just like leaning against a wall smoking <laughs> while her like shirt's up. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's almost amusing just how silly it is and I get the feeling, because yeah. a lot of them are wearing masks and I get the feeling that the appeal of this scene for a lot of people was like, oh, you can oh, be an sure. extra. <laughs> now you have to take your top off, but you can wear a mask so no one knows it's you. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do it for the experience. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what happened with this. Because yeah. they're all like, because I bet this, I mean, it's kind of weird asking your family members to like, hey, what a cameo? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> hey, hey, cousin Trisha, do you want, do you want to take your top off in a movie? Uh, but it has that kind of feel to it. You feel like everyone's doing this because, oh, why not? We've got masks on for the most part. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, but there's these two characters in the movie. Right, one of whom is played by Mercedes McNabb, who of course was on the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. She played Harmony, uh, mm-hmm. but it's her and then uh, this other character, uh, Jenna, played by Jolie F- Fiora Vanti. Oh, that's very Italian. Mm-hmm. Fiora Vanti. Yes, uh, I had to think about. That. There was so many vills in that. I really had to think about it before mm-hmm. I said it. Um, and they're like these, I'll say actresses, uh, who are with this sort of sleazy director dude, and they're basically doing one of these like softcore girls at Mardi Gras kind of yeah. videos where, and all they're doing is like taking off their top and like making poses uh, in various locations. One of which is in this little shop when we first meet them. I don't know why they're doing it in there. This feels like an odd location. I mean, for... there's absolutely no reason why I don't, I don't they should it. be there or on the ghost tour. Like, I don't understand. Like. I, 
I, I kept thinking, like, when is this guy trying to make his movie? I mean, I think this was the movie. Like, all these clips was the movie. I don't know, it's weird. Uh, but, they, I mean, they, they take their tops off in, like, five scenes or something like that. Like, it happens repeatedly. And it's, like, it's whatever. Like, it's, it's fine. Yeah, gratuitous boobs. That's, that's, a, that's a staple of the genre. But it did feel like it was trying too hard. It felt like it was, like, hey, we're, like, one of these old slasher movies. And I'm, like, even those weren't like this, though. Like, those, those, like they would overdo it, sure. But this is, like, you've written a reason into the plot where these girls are just going to randomly do it over and over again. So, mm-hmm. by the time it happens, so the fourth time he says, hey, let's get some shots, and they start doing it, it's like, alright, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're just doing this again, okay. Yeah. Um, sometimes less is more, is all I'm saying. You know what? Mm. You know, one great boob scene is, you know, sure. better than five <laughs> redundant boob scenes, is all I'm saying. Yeah, it, it definitely uh, gets old pretty quick. Yeah, so that just feels what it is, and then you got cameras, you got Tony Todd's like the 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 warning guy, he because he's meant to give the ghost tour. He's like, no, I don't do that anymore. He's all creepy, and that's what it is. Robert England's in the opening scene. He's like this, you know, in the opening scene, he gets killed to kind of set up the the main girl's plot where she's looking for her father and brother. Uh, she doesn't really feel like she belongs in their family, to be honest. Like she feels like <laughs> she isn't isn't related to these two in any way. But whatever. That's- that's actually something uh, I watched this with Melissa, and that's something she brought up. She was like, "Why does she not like? Why is everyone else like speaking like the most like deepest redneck dude ever?" And then all of a sudden, like she's like, "Oh, like you know, she's yeah. like smart and there's like a and- there's like a slight accent on her at times, yeah. but it's very slight." <laughs> Uh, but of course, the other people are calling her a redneck at various points. Yeah. It's like she doesn't really sound like a redneck. I don't know what we're doing with this, and so. You got it. So I think the point I'm getting at here is the characters are really rough. Also, Kane Hodder yeah. plays the killer, which is important because he was Jason Voorhees in like four Friday the Thirteenth movies. So he's so that, that's him, right? He also plays the dad in the flashback, so you actually get to see his face at one point. Oh, that's cool. I didn't um, realize that was him. Yeah, I I know it looks like I just I just remember him from like making of stuff like from the, the Friday movies. Like I just you know I know his face, so I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's uh, Kane Hodder, uh, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I always felt bad for Kane Hodder because I, I remember in the documentaries for Jason X, I remember him saying how excited he was for Freddy V's Jason because he, he, oh, yeah. he was looking forward to kicking Freddy's ass and then they <laughs> recast him for Freddy V's Jason because for some yeah. reason they didn't want him. I don't know why. It's just bizarre. Yeah, the most recognisable man to play the part and you get rid of it. All right. Especially since it's not, it's not like they can say, oh, we weren't happy with his face. Like, he's wearing a mask. Like, we don't <laughs> see him. It's, it's fine. He yeah. was willing to do it again. Let him do it again. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, the characters are just kind of... And do you know the thing is, is? I don't even think they're... They're like overly annoying, per se. They're just really mm-hmm. bland. They're, they're just kind of non-existent. They're, they're very surface level. Like, you have... Like, there's the very obvious, like, you know, archetypes for each character. It's like... Oh, the uh, you know the kind-hearted main character who just got dumped by his you know girlfriend and is trying to get over it, and yeah. the the sex-obsessed best friend, and you know the doddering you know old couple, and yeah. You know, I mean, remember the running joke in the movie with the the sex-obsessed best friend, who I think I remember. I think he was on Sister Sister. If you ever watched that. Uh, I, I think like almost everyone on here I was like oh like I think I recognize that guy from somewhere else yeah the, the older guy of course he's been in tons of stuff uh, most yeah. recently for I us though he was in uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D he had a small part oh, in that oh yeah, yeah he was uh, uh, yeah I think he, I believe he's uh, in Office Space as well oh he's, he's in a bunch of stuff yeah. he's been popping up in movies and TV like 
basically my whole life. And then yeah. the sleazy director dude, like he's an actor who pops up a lot. Uh, he looked familiar, yeah. Yeah, he was on Mad Men. He was in The Artist. Uh, he was in various other things. He, again, he's one of those actors. He was on a few episodes of The Leftovers. He's been, you know, bunch yeah, of even, stuff. Yeah, even the, uh, the the tour guy too was in a. Yeah, a couple of stuff like some even like recent stuff too, but uh, yeah, I forget what they were. But I didn't recognize the tour guide. I have to say, uh, yeah. that one that one slipped by me. He he was in some things. I don't think anything like super noticeable, but you know, he, he's definitely a working actor. I can't say I watched General Hospital, so uh, <laughs> so I, I can't I can't claim much. Oh, you got to get on that. <laughs> well, is the general hospital good? Is it? Is, is, is it solid? Uh, so I, I think that's a problem. I think the plot in general is a bit of a problem. It's actually really like you barely get introduced to the, these people. Well, that's, that's actually kind of a lie. You spend a lot of time with them, but I never really feel like I get to know them. If as, as strange as that sounds, but they basically just go on this boat tour. The boat crashes, and then the rest of the movie's in the woods. In terms of locations, it's boring as shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> But it just is. It is it's dull. Uh, in fact, at one point in the movie, the characters literally go around in a circle, which is a plot <laughs> point, but it, it kind of feels how the movie feels at that point, where all we're doing is running about in the woods, and occasionally the killer pops out and kills someone. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I hate to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, call a movie out for this, but, um, I mean, you know, it, it is like a little older and stuff, and I'm sure, you know, they didn't have a super budget, but it looked like cheap. pretty cheap, Yeah. And, it does. Uh, it, it, I I think it was shot on HD video. Uh, the stuff in the streets, especially early on, I was yeah. getting that kind of HD video look from it. It doesn't look like a, a movie movie, uh, yeah. which is a shame. Uh, but it, it did stick out. It did make me go, "Hey, this this is a bit rough." And yeah. so, which uh, <sighs> I think is like surprising because it seems like a really cheap horror movie, but at the same time, like you know, again, they're not huge, but you know, there's a lot of like recognizable actors in it, so it, I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird. Like I was like, "Oh, I'm surprised that you know a, a movie that looks this cheap but has so many recognizable faces in it." Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'd be someone who wants to get the better visuals and you know sacrifice the yeah. cast a little <laughs> bit, and uh, especially in a movie like this where you don't necessarily need great actors per se. But you know, it's yeah. that said though, I wonder like a lot of this is cameos because they're horror like icons. I wonder how many True. of them were even asking for that much. That's true. True. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not even sure. The yeah the plot honestly the plot is just kind of dull uh, and mm. it does not really anything interesting about Victor himself. He's kind of just this you know mongoloid looking guy, and then like we get a story in the middle about his his backstory about who he is, but there's never really any cool element to it. It's just kind of mm. basic. I think uh, if I had to like kind of big complaints about it um other than kind of the stuff we were just talking about but yeah i really didn't like the design for victor crowley um i figured he was gonna have maybe like some cool aesthetic like um yeah since it is like a throwback to slasher movies that you know maybe we're gonna get like some cool mask or something uh but yeah like i don't like the killer that's just like a deformed person uh i don't know i think it kind of looks and plays kind of rough um and then yeah it's like give him a mask or something do you know, and do you know what the sad part is i actually think the origin for the killer and the final girls is a better origin than what we get oh, in this sure, yeah. th- th- this is yeah. just so basic and derivative of like 80s movies and i get that that's yeah. kind of the point 
but it's just again it's back to that thing where all you're trying to do is emulate this thing from the past and you're just kind of yeah. I mean you're kind of doing it but you're missing kind of the charm of what actually made it work oh exactly yeah again everything just feels very like surface level like there's not a you know like deeper meaning to it or, or something that you can kind of latch on to and say like oh like this is really cool it just seems like yeah it has that kind of thin coat of oh this is what we're trying to do over it um but uh, my, my other kind of big complaint would be that i mean it's not a super long movie but i i think again the the highlight of it is the kills and it kind of feels like it takes a while oh it does to get them to that point it like, takes I, a I, I think we're like 50 minutes or something with that yeah like at, at one point i kills. Yeah, like I paused it to go to the bathroom at one point and I was like shocked to see like, oh, there's only like, you know, 30 minutes or so left of this movie. And, and, this like, was the, and like nothing's happened yet. And this was the unrated director's cut at 84 minutes. So I, I don't know what the theatrical <laughs> cut was, but it, you know, we're already like really short with the director's cut. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, it might not be that big a deal again if we maybe had deeper characters that we cared about or it was doing something more interesting with them, but. Yeah, yeah, more. Yeah. I think more interesting is the point because it's not like I care about most slasher movie characters because I don't. The, yeah. the, the, the problem here is that most of the, the last chunk of the movie is all the characters together in a group just wandering around the woods and then every so often Victor Crowley will pop out and kill one of them. They'll run away, they'll be away from him for a little bit, they'll wander around the woods some more and then Victor Crowley will pop up and kill one of them and it does that <laughs> multiple times and that's all it is. Most slasher movies, you'll have the characters split up, they'll, ha- they'll be in different locations, different things will happen. The kills yeah. themselves are actually really good. They're really over the top and fun, and there's lots of blood squirting out, and there's, like, silly yeah. kind of amounts of stuff. But, Jesus, the, the, the actual sort of, like, play out... And this is why I remember 2 being much better paced. I remember 2 having a lot of fun kills, uh, and they recast the main actress, actually, because Daniel Harris plays on the second movie, which is, again, horror icon, like, casting... Oh, what is she in? I don't recognize. You don't remember who Daniel yeah. Harris is? She is Jamie from Halloween Four. Oh, okay. Who, of course, is now like you know, like thirty. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. But she, she, she's a uh, she. She replaces uh, Mary Beth. Who, you know, whoever was playing her. Oh, cool. Amara Zargosia. That's a really cool name, actually. <laughs> Amara Zargosia. <laughs> Zargosia is a cool ass name. I want. I want Zargosia to be my name. Yeah. Um. Jesus. Uh. Yeah, the, so going on to like the, the kills, uh, that's definitely the oh, highlight do, of this movie. I, do, do I, get, I feel like that saves it. Do we give it a spoiler warning here so we can just talk about them? Yeah, I think that's fine, yeah. yeah I Because I feel like other than the kills, there's not a lot to spoil, <laughs> really. So uh, Honestly, yeah. <laughs> full spoilers for, for Hatchet from this point forth. Um, you, you know what the, the kills kind of reminded me of, uh, in, like in a good way, but it felt like i was seeing live action versions of like mortal Kombat fatalities like, <laughs> yeah, like, see, actually. <laughs> they were just like so over the top and, and brutal um I, but I'll, I, I'll say this though i was worried because the opening scene where robert england and his son get killed oh yeah those were really bad and off camera and you, you, i was oh god are they all going to be like this because i was really <laughs> worried uh, and then luckily when the actual kills start happening in the, the last half hour of the movie they are all pretty like in your face and over the top and uh yeah. we we have we, ha- we have a, a mouth being snapped open and then you just see the tongue like waggling yeah as, as i the, think the body's dead either either that one or um the one where he uh, impales uh, the person on uh, what is a pitchfork, I think, sticking out of the ground. Mm-hmm. 
and he just kind of and not just like you know uh impaling on impaling her on it and then like leaving her be but like continuously forcing her down uh i thought those two are probably uh my favorites like that i like the 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 shovel decapitation after after oh, taking sure. off his yeah. leg as well may I add. He, he actually yeah. hacks off his leg in one fell swoop uh, <laughs> i thought the girl who gets her face sanded with the big you know the, the sander i thought that was a cool idea i think we need a shot from the side showing her face like get smaller with a, a fun touch yeah uh, i i like the idea but i feel like they didn't really show it en- enough like it kind of just looked like it was hovering above her face instead yeah. of like really getting in there deep the best friend gets both of his arms ripped off and then yeah. gets f- thrown against the wall. That was pretty good. See, w- what I like about these kills is I feel like a lot of slasher movies would stop at the first part. Like, yeah, you just rip the arms off and then that's it. But then, yeah, they always go the extra mile of, oh, we're also going to just throw the body against, like, the wall. Or, yeah, like, you know, we're not going to just chop like chop off his leg. We're also going to go with the head and all this stuff. Yeah, so the kills are good. The kills save it for. I think if the kills weren't as good as they were, I feel like you could probably write the movie off. And the, yeah. the sad thing is, is that I remember two being good. So I think one just kind of has to exist to get there <laughs> in, in yeah. a weird way. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see if I still have that opinion when I watch it again because I might see it and be like, oh, this doesn't hold up as well as I thought it did. Yeah, and and, and but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that this is probably this person's you know first movie and probably working on a super low budget so i think it is like impressive you know for that kind of stuff but yeah the, the problem is the uh is the script i think more than anything else I, I think it's just not that interesting uh yeah interestingly he he directs hatchet 2 does he do hatchet 3 he might not actually he did victor crowley the new one i don't know if he's i think he skipped hatchet 3 did he at least write hatchet 3 did he did he write all three of them <laughs> He did write the third one, but I don't think okay. he directed it. Let me check. Let me just double check that fact. No, 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 no. Someone else directed the third one. So hopefully mm. the third one uh, ends up being good. But um, yeah, Adam Green's the director, uh, by the by. Yeah. By the by. <laughs> uh, I mean, there were, there were small bits of humour that worked kind of okay. Like, I, I think uh, Mercedes McNabb occasionally had like a stupid comment that kind of worked. Uh like uh, when she thought police and cops were two different things, like that was mildly amusing. Oh yeah, yeah, that was alright. Um, I liked it. it I mean, it, it's kind of stupid, but I enjoyed the callback of when he, uh, you know, the best friend's trying to hit on um uh, one of the actresses, and he looks over and he just notices her like scratching her leg, and the, yeah, it was set uh, up earlier in the movie that he had sex with someone who had crabs, and he didn't heed yeah. the warning that she was scratching down there all night beforehand. Yeah. And then, like, it, it's a stupid joke, but it's kind of a. It, it was funny in a like, oh, that's a good like setup callback, and then you know his yeah, face okay. reacting towards it was good. Honestly, but, the best joke might be when the dis- after the sleazy director's been killed, who gets his neck twisted, his head twisted right round Exorcist style. Oh yeah, for the record, uh, they they find his ID and they find out that he's been lying about his identity and he's not really a producer. And yeah. uh, Mercedes McNabb stands up and goes, "I can't believe I've fallen for this three times." Oh yeah, <laughs> that was that was a pretty funny line. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, that was a pretty funny line. Uh, so uh, that that scene was okay. Like, uh, there's little sprinkles of things that almost work throughout in terms of the humor and in terms of the, the character dialogue. For the most part, though, they feel like they're trying to be something, and it's it's just kind of failing. Um, 
any any to maybe get to the absurdity stuff a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah. Because honestly, the whole thing in the middle where uh, the, the the tour guide's pretending he's a proper tour guide, and the, the running joke is that the uh, the old couple keep knowing more about everything than he does, and they keep correcting him. I'm like, yeah. I mean, this is an okay idea, but like, I'm just kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, no, it, you could have gotten like past that pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, so there's a whole lot of setup uh, in a movie that's only eight four minutes long. The director's cut of the movie, by the way, is only four minutes long. So, <laughs> so that, then, that, uh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the ending, we get the, you know, uh, last two people trying, the main guy and the girl trying to escape and via boat, uh, with, some, with some peaceful music playing. So it's yeah. very afraid of the 13th at this point. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, actually, going back a little bit before that, I, I also thought this was kind of funny uh, when they. Uh, decide like oh we can like kill him by lighting him on fire and then uh, they do uh, and then he stumbles out and then immediately starts raining and they're like oh yeah okay I admit that's a pretty funny moment yeah there's there's little things through I I, I think uh, this is a troubled proof of concept movie and then two is kind of the movie they actually wanted to make that'd be my guess because I think the plot in this one is just kind of dire I I think it it kind of feels like um I don't know if you were hanging out like with your friends over the weekend and you know, you just kind of hastily wrote a script and you're like, Hey, would this be funny? But like, oh, oh, oh yeah. You know, mm. and then didn't really give it a second read. And then yeah, it's just like, oh. I, honestly, I think the pacing of the silly moments is the big, you know, the big kills, all that kind of stuff. I think they mm. have to be paced out better throughout the movie. Uh, and maybe had the characters be a lot more interesting. I think those two things would have saved it so much. Yeah. Uh, and as it is, it, it, it's just okay. Uh, in that sense uh, I do like that at the end when she's in the water and she sees the main guy's hand coming down to get her I was yeah. like I actually guessed I went I bet his arm's cut off and it's the killer holding the hat the arm <laughs> and sure enough it was And yeah. Yeah, although I do think it, it cuts to the credits really abruptly did you think it cut out a weird time oh yeah it, it was weird because it like uh, and I felt like there was kind of like a brief second where it seemed like it was pausing or something and so I wasn't sure if it was going to cut to something else, mm. uh, but instead it just goes to credits. I was like, "Oh wait, that's weird." Yeah, this the she she he grabs her up and she's screaming at him, and he's screaming back at, back at her. And I get what they're doing here. This is the sort of the, the cliffhanger moment, but it mm. it lingers too long, and then it cuts abruptly at the wrong moment, and then it, the credits mm. start playing. I was like, "That was weird," but yeah, whatever. Mm. I mean, do you think that's just a, a, a an example of? Uh, Actually, I never even checked to see if that was his first movie. I ended up looking yeah. at a bunch of other, a bunch of other things. Pardon me, I'm struggling <laughs> to speak today. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say it's, um, yeah, it, it was a weird choice. I don't know if, you know, uh, who would have decided that um, if it was just kind of ignorance of like you know understanding that oh this is a little awkward or if for some reason it's like no we need this little bit or whatever we can't cut here i don't mm. know yeah he directed one thing before this but it was like six years before and then hatchet was oh. the second movie <laughs> yeah. uh, the first thing he directed was a movie called coffee and donuts oh. it was a comedy okay i mean uh you know it, it, it sucks because like you know i don't want to be too harsh on you know something that obviously is you know working with like a low budget and i'm assuming a lot of 
you know money probably went into the effects because they look really good like the, the kills and stuff so you know you're doing yeah. stuff like that you know you're probably gonna have to skip around other things and and yeah if you are like a young guy and this is just your you know second movie or, or whatever you know it, it's you know you don't want to sound like too condemning being like this sucks you don't know how to make a movie or anything like that but yeah there were definite like flaws in them i, I think the problem is though it's not just rough around the edges i think the things that it gets wrong are just fundamental filmmaking things yeah. like pacing like characters like it's that those are the things that it gets wrong uh and like i say i feel like it, it feels a little bit phony it just feels like it's trying to be this thing and it's just kind of not getting there but yeah. the kills themselves are good so yeah. I, I did like that scene too where like uh, it, it went on a little too long, but I do like the idea of, like, uh, there was something in the bushes that they kind of kept being like, oh, should we go, like, take a look at it or whatever? Like, no, you look, you look, and then, you know, they finally look, and then, of course, uh, you know, Victor Crowley pops up behind them. It's like, oh, okay, that was, like, a decent little misdirect. I, I agree it went on too long because it became so obvious it was an animal. Like, it was, like, yeah. so, like, <laughs> like, by the time it showed you it was a, a, a raccoon or whatever it was maybe a skunk or something like that uh and by the time it showed you that i was like yeah of course it was it was it was the shaking in the bush was far too small to be anything other than a small animal this is like no no no. uh yeah my my big problem is just the 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 final third which is when it technically gets good because that's when the kills start happening it also feels really repetitive and uninventive in terms of pacing and in terms of the the choreography of all the characters uh even if the kills themselves are pretty good so yeah, it's not the worst thing ever, though. It's not a dire movie by any means. So I mean, to get no, onto the to get onto the ratings, I feel like this is kind of like your 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 typical five out of ten, really. Yeah, uh, I was thinking uh, I'll I'll give it like a, a little notch above, and uh, I'll give it a five point five just because uh, again the you know I I think the <coughs> special effects on the the gore on the kills was really really well done. Um, <laughs> there's. This isn't necessarily uh, the the movie it, it itself, but uh, I was laughing really hard because uh, I watched it uh, with Melissa, and at one point she goes like, "Oh, this is a sci-fi movie," and I was like, "Wait, what? What does she mean, Sci-Fi Channel?" <laughs> no, no, she meant like a science fiction movie. Why? In what respect? <laughs> Explain that statement to me. <laughs> I was well. I asked her. I was like, "What? Like, what are you? What are you talking about?" And I think there was like something where he like uh, he popped up uh, like out of nowhere. Like it kind of seemed like he teleported or something. And he's like, well, she was like, "Oh, slasher movie ever? Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah." And, and, oh, I, I think her explanation was uh, like, "Oh, well, like he has like these powers that they never explain. So it's like it's either sci-fi or fantasy." I was like. <laughs> Okay. Did she watch the slasher movie before? <laughs> oh, she loves slasher movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could say that about Michael or Freddy or Tear Pick. She's like, oh, I, I think she like just kind of like misspoke and then <laughs> tried to justify it, but ah, okay, I, okay. I thought it was really funny. Did she watch Wish like, Upon well, when you watched that? Because I feel like when it got to the multiverse talk, she must have been so excited. Oh, <laughs> this is a science fiction movie. Uh-huh. Well, we originally bonded over the multiverse, so... Oh, of course you did. As, as people did. do. As <laughs> people know. do. We should have her on the show. We should just have her permanently here, but she'll talk about the movie as if it's a science fiction film, and that'll always be her bit, that she has to somehow turn it into a sci-fi movie. That's, that's, that's the bit. 
<laughs> You'll be talking about the Shining, and she'll, she'll be like, "Oh no, it's actually a science fiction film because yeah. you see he's an alien from a planet. Yeah. That, that's what's going on in this film. The hotel's a spaceship." <laughs> that the yeah, I mean, there were parts in the movie that made me laugh, but that, that made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> the thing that wasn't actually in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fair. Uh, I now. To get you excited a little bit for Hatchet 2, just if you feel a little okay. bit demoralised after this one, I'm pretty sure the opening scene of Hatchet 2 hits the ground running. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't want to spoil anything. I'll just, I'll just use one word. I believe there's a very good scene at the start involving intestines. Ooh, okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> excited for that. And hopefully, hopefully next week when we do Hatchet 2, which we're doing next week because Hatchet 4 is coming out in like 3-4 weeks so we have to just do them weekly Ooh, so we'll have hopefully. Hatchet 2 next week uh, but yeah so so hopefully my memory serves me right and Hatchet 2 is a blast hopefully oh, awesome. uh, Hatchet 1 bit murky uh, admittedly though yeah. I mean that, that's kind of Friday the 13th if it ends up being good for the sequels sure. and the first one's kind of meh uh, that's kind yeah. of Friday the 13th in a nutshell yeah, I mean it, it's still definitely watchable, and you know if you like slashers, uh, if you can appreciate really good kill scenes and kind of you know, oh, it's get not terrible the, by any means. Yeah. No, it's, it's not terrible by any means. It's just, it's just it's thoroughly okay uh, because of all the problems we mentioned, and then it has a couple of good qualities, and that's that's yeah. kind of it. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I, I guess that's Hatchet. I guess we're, I guess we're done. Uh, <laughs> Let us know what you think of Hatchet in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. There'll be a link to that in the description as well as some other useful links. Uh, but that is us otherwise. So yeah. Uh, be, be sure to check out the Insidious slash key review. That went up uh, at the weekend. Uh, the new Insidious film. Uh, in fact, we got another new movie coming out uh, this week from Netflix, I believe. Uh, yes. Uh, well, it's this week if you're seeing this early on Patreon, if you're seeing this publicly on YouTube, then that review for The Open House will already be up. Am I right, Tim? Am I, am I saying that right? I think I am. Yeah. Uh, A lot of time travel yeah, going on. It comes out Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're doing that the weekend. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm right. I, I think I'm right. Yeah. All right. So uh, that that is us, guys. So uh, thank you once again for uh, watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>